Hey, it feels good to be doing these Twitter spaces in the morning. It's a nice little change of pace. Uh, we're going to give got one or two members of the FINA team who are going to be here in just a minute. And uh, going to give people a few more minutes to roll in, especially since it's the early morning. People are probably still getting their coffee. Totally understandable. We got Carter here. Bring him up. Then we'll get this bad boy going in just a few. Morning, Carter. Morning, morning. How was the, uh, you make the drive safely? We did, yes. We are in Washington, D.C. for the encryption event tomorrow on the Hill, so that should be quite fun. Today I'm going to be on the move, doing some networking at a coffee shop, and uh, very excited for this Twitter space because I think the, we've always said if blockchain can't bridge back to everyday life, then we've kind of failed our mission. So Finna is really the first step towards bridging that gap 100 percent. yeah the more i was thinking about this space last night because i generally before we do these spaces i try and jot down some ideas and um, get some bigger bigger thoughts on paper just so i can kind of think about it before the space and th there's a lot of really cool things that fina is effectively going to help us uh, sort of march towards our goals with um and yeah, it, it's been really cool to, to see FINA kind of rise up. I think, I know Calvin's in the audience, so <laughs> Cal, give me a thumbs down if I get this wrong, but I think FINA's been developing uh, in the secret network for a year now or so, and to, to see where they came from, I believe, as a uh, grant recipient to now having you know, a full-blown product suite is really, really cool, and being able to integrate with them and strategically partner with them is um, even cooler. Is Calvin going to be one of our speakers today? I don't think so. I uh, I know there was another. Uh, Jakey is uh, planning on being here, and there he is. Wow! Right on, <laughs> right, 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 right when you said it. <laughs> yeah, the timing on the Nike Jakey. <laughs> Welcome to the Twitter space. Sick PFP, by the way. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing well. It's a it's a beautiful day here. It was rainy all weekend and zero clouds in the sky right now. So it's put me in a really nice mood going into this Twitter space. I'm not going to lie. Awesome. So for, um, I just want to start this off by saying thank you everyone for, for joining this morning. For anyone who's going to be rolling in, um, we'll kind of reset the space a few times uh, during this. But I want to thank you, uh, Naked Janky, for joining us today. Um, if anyone has any questions during this space as we're talking about uh, shade development or FINA development, feel free to request and, and we'll bring you up here once we have a natural stopping point. Uh, but I, I do want to kick this off by uh, Jake giving you a, 
a chance to kind of talk about your contributor background and give us a, a high-level overview of what FINA is for anyone who is just now hearing about FINA for the first time. Yep, for sure. So uh, again, happy to be here in this uh, Twitter space. Um, I'm Nikki Jakey. I'm one of the core members and the leading smart contract developers at the project FINA.cash. So basically, I built all the smart contracts for these projects, including the SNP25 tokens, airdrops, or any uh, decentralized applications related integration smart contract. Um, I also help to manage the validator for our projects and gRPC nodes. So I would often engage with all the secret network uh, committee members and also developers to do blockchain upgrades and also governance within the secret network. Um, so to introduce a bit about Fina.cash, uh, basically it's a combination of two to three different products. Uh, the first one would be the Fina.cash wallet, which is a really nice user interface native wallet that is ex exclusively available for secret network. So uh, using the Fina wallets, you could do all kinds of stuff uh, with a very customized UI, like uh, staking to different nodes, uh, folding for the governance, and also sending and receiving money, and also using our secret features like uh, filling permits and filling keys, uh, for etc. And so the second core products for Fina.cash is, of course, the Fina debit cards, which I think we will go into much more detail today. But uh, basically, is a debit card that you could charge up with your cryptocurrencies. I will just keep it at that level for now. And so, of course, we will have a few more miscellaneous servers. The first one would be our validator and GLPC that would support the blockchain to be running. And the second one is to switch between different network um, in the IPC chains and also the testing blockchains for our developers and change up users from other chains to interact with secret network as well. So I think that's uh, basically our whole Fina.cash project. That's a wonderful overview. Really appreciate that. Um, Carter, before we, before we jump into this, do you want to just give a very quick and in, quick intro for yourself? Sure. So my name is Carter Westall. I'm the lead researcher at Shade Protocol. So all things product development, all things white paper uh, is kind of what I like to do. And for anyone who doesn't know what Shade Protocol is, it is um, a suite of DeFi applications that also protect your data while participating in decentralized finance. So we have stable coins, uh, we have lending, we have bridging, we have staking derivatives, we got bonds all sorts of different products, uh, all of them protecting your data. I'm glad you ended that way, Carter, because, you know, what the, the, the follow-up to that I wanted to say was it seems very fitting, uh, maybe retrospectively, that two powerful product suites are uh, beginning to work together to bring something um, more beautiful out of this partnership. Um, so, so, Jake, FINA has two major product offerings, right? Um, at least uh, consumer-facing. You've got the FINA wallet, which is uh, the non-custodial mobile wallet uh, that's tailored towards secret network and uh, providing these privacy-preserving interactions. But you guys also have this other incredible product, which is the FINA card. Um, what, I guess to start this off, what, what first made you guys want to begin the journey of, of creating a wallet? Start there, just like very basic. Yeah, uh, when we started this project a few years ago, uh, we noticed there are a lot of um, cash transfer app that is using fiat currency. Like in America, you guys have uh, cash apps, and in Southeast Asia, I believe there's an app called OVO. And uh, 
those kind of uh, cash app is for user to transfer money to their close friends and also buy cryptocurrencies. But um, they are missing some features that we think could fit in for the blockchain. For example, we could make the whole process decentralized. For example, we could not only on-ramp and also doing the off-ramp transfer process as well. So it could be a bilateral relationship between your fiat money and your cryptocurrencies. And also we think that the monies that you are putting rest in your wallets could be used to generate yield to yourself as well. So that's really inspired us to create uh, a unique uh, wallets at a proposition. So we decided to build up our FINA wallets. I love what you said there about like being able to bridge the gap between, you know, the way you traditionally spend money and the way we spend money, um, you know, in Web3. A lot of that money, let's say we spend on Web3 goes to like trying to generate yield and being able to then take that and be able to put that back into your everyday life very seamlessly through these different products you guys built it is really cool. Um, and I guess my follow-up question for that is, you know, what made you want to expand your vision for Finit to include this card? I, I assume that, uh, you know, it, it's building upon what you just said, right? You want to take that um, that goal of being able to enable this um, this very easy facilitation of payments, whether it be Web3, Web2 based. Um, so I'm curious, like what, what made you guys really want to expand the Finit product suite to include the card? Yeah, as uh, as we mentioned uh, briefly just now, uh, we want to really give the options for our decentralized user to execute off-ramp transactions. And uh, we noticed almost all of the current solutions requires you to have a custodian. So for example, uh, when we talk about crypto debit cards, we are thinking about crypto.com. We are thinking about uh, Binance Pay. We are thinking about Pay, And previously, of course, we have FTX cards as well. And so we all see the problem is like they require you to set up a centralized custodian wallet, a wallet that is controlled by centralized exchange. And so we think for normal decentralized users, they really want to have a way where they could just use their own wallets, be it like a Calper wallets, be it like a Fina wallets, be it like a MetaMask, to directly use their Ethereum or secret tokens to top up their debit cards, which is fully controlled by themselves. And we see this is a very unique uh, propositions that we could take to benefit the users of the blockchains. And uh, that is really the core ideas of the Fina cards. Yeah, the, the self-custodial nature of that is such a huge uh, benefit. And, and and to be honest, I, I guess I should have assumed that all of these uh, you know incumbent products were very um, custodial in nature, especially when you're thinking about them coming from a, a centralized provider such as FTX. But Carter, I'll stop here in case you have any questions. I see we have uh, Pope Black uh, requesting for questions. I'll bring him up here in a second. Oh, this is, this is awesome so far. No, no questions for me. All right, cool. We'll take a second here. I'll bring Pope Black up real quick. I'll let you ask your question then. Um, and then we'll move forward. Make sure you can connect. Oh, you might be having trouble connecting. Well, while, while he's connecting, Pope, whenever if you, uh, if you get up here as a speaker, I'll stop. Whenever we get a natural stopping point, we'll let you uh, ask your question. But, Fina, you guys have done a, a tremendous job building an awesome product suite and platform for anyone who hasn't used the FINA wallet yet. I highly suggest you do it. I know, I know changing wallets or trying out new wallets can be a very high friction point for users, but FINA has done a, done a phenomenal job at making that onboarding process of like creating your new wallet, whether you're creating a brand new wallet or you're importing a seed from your Kepler wallet, 
into Fina. It's super easy and the wallet is very easy to navigate. One of my personal favorite features is being able to have that DApp browser where you can input whatever custom URL <clears throat> for app you want to go visit um, and you can use it on the on the Fina app I, or on the uh, Fina wallet. I think that's super cool and it's something that you don't see in a lot of these other wallets. Um, so I just wanted to point that out there. It's a really cool value proposition. Um, so one of the big reasons we wanted to have this space, get together to talk in front of the community is because Shade and Fina are strategic partners and we're working on some really cool stuff that's going to be mutually beneficial for both of our teams and effectively for the greater secret network and Cosmos ecosystem. And now that we're expanding this, um, the Shade product suite outside of just the Cosmos and expanding um, you know, that accessibility of privacy preserving DeFi to Ethereum, um, you know, that this mutually beneficial product uh, offering is going to be important for people outside of the Cosmos ecosystem as well. For anyone who hasn't seen any of our introductory announcements, a large part of the recent integration um, that we announced is going to be focused on bringing additional utility to Silk by adding support for Silk on the FINA card, which means that users are going to be able to top off their debit cards with Silk and spend them anywhere that that Visa uh, card is accepted. And, just want to take a second to, to mention how cool of an integration this is uh, for both the Shade contributor set and our collectively growing communities. Because as a stable coin, you know, that, that is effectively acting as digital money. One of its primary utilities is to be able to preserve purchasing power and act as a way to exchange goods and services. And through this integration, Silk as this private by default stable coin will be able to be used in everyday commerce. Um, and, you know, be, before Silk was launched, Carter, I, I am 100% sure you know this. Uh, and up until recently, one of the main milestones uh, for the Shade contributor set would be the day that uh, we were able to purchase a cup of coffee with Silk privately. And we now know that day is coming soon. Uh, and, and to make that situation even better, as if it needed to be made better, uh, users are going to be able to have the option to get, uh, customize the card that they're getting. Um, and they'll be able to have the opportunity to get a Silk-themed card, which if you haven't checked out the mock-ups or any of our announcement details, go do it. Just just go to uh, either Fina or Shade's Twitter, look at the media posts, and you'll see them. It's so freaking cool. Um, and that that's just like a sneak peek. Um, but I'm, I'm curious from Fina's perspective, how do you guys think adoption will play out in the future uh, in relation to like what crypto assets are preferred and prioritized for uh, spending in real life. You know, most people probably originally think about like Bitcoin or, um, you know, maybe Monero and stable coins, but I'm curious what you guys think is going to be the future of like crypto spendability. Yeah. Um, I think there are multiple factors that are in play here. Uh, the first one is really depends on the network infrastructure, namely the transactional costs and how easy a network can be used, uh, by the users. Uh, for example, when we talk about Ethereum blockchains, it's very difficult. And that's why Fina doesn't choose Ethereum to onboard because the transactional fee is just so huge for each transaction. So when you talk about topping up your debit cards for just 20 US dollar, you may need to pay two to three US dollar in the processes. And 
that is really bad. And there are some like L2 chains, but it's just getting overwhelmingly excessive. For example, we will have optimisms, we will have CK, and then we will also have polygons. And right now we have base, and it's really hard for our users to consolidate their efforts to, um, let's say, to put their assets together in under one network that will really help them to manage their finance. And uh, that's why when I look at the IRL usage, I really think about how easy a blockchain could be used. And I think IPC or Cosmos, namely like especially secret network, has a good trade-off between um, easy to use blockchains, low transactional fees, and also uh, many features at play here. If I want to transfer the crypto from one Cosmos chain to another, it's very easy to put into secret network as well. And uh, to top up the debit cards using SIP25 or secret token will requires minimal transactional costs. We are talking about 0.005 US dollar here. So we think that this would really help people to drive their IRL usage. Um, of course, stablecoin is very important here as well, because I think when people want to buy coffee, they don't want to buy with fluctuating assets. They want to buy with stable coins. So when people earn money on the blockchains, they really want to convert it into stable coins sometimes. And uh, that's why I think that Secret Network or IBC chain in general has a good balance between all these prerequisites that is required for a IRL usage. And that's why I see a huge potential here. That's a, that's a super good point to make, um, especially when you're talking about usage in real life where you might be spending multiple times a day whether you're out running errands for the day or you know whatever the case may be um part of that is you know really low transaction fees part of that is um you know quick confirmation time so the the considerations you mentioned are very well warranted carter do you have any uh, thing you want to add in here yeah i think it's just really cool to see that cosmos has kind of this balanced solution that has cheap interoperability has cheap asset transfers and with Seeker Network, there's also that privacy. So it seems like the Finna team has done a really good job of thinking about the problems they're trying to solve holistically. And um, that's extremely encouraging to, to see. And Jake, you had mentioned, you know, this, this process of topping up a card is going to be super cheap. Uh, just out of curiosity, when the process of topping up your card, is that just like a, a SNP 20 transfer? Or are you actually interacting with uh, a smart contract on FINA side? Uh, there are um, multiple ways for us to execute. It really depends on the tokens that we are facing. Um, there are multiple paths of integrations and developments. Uh, when users, they decided to top up the cards uh, for the general viewers here, that basically means you would sell your cryptocurrency and your debit card will be top up with euro dollars basically so um, from our back end whenever we receive a cryptocurrency we will see how much of the exposure there is and how much volatility that tokens embeds and if the token has a very volatile um let's say it's uh, price, then we would need to think of some way to trigger a callback functions where we could hash our positions to become delta neutral. So our jobs is really to take your centralized risk to be on us. And that is how we adjust our exposure. And uh, eventually we will give decentralized experience of um, the non-custodians top of debit card service to all the general users. 
That's super cool. I, I did not know you guys were doing all of that on the back. And that that's really cool. And so I, I met, let's say someone tops up a card with silk, right? Um, do they have the ability to take that silk back off their card? Or is it like once they put the assets on the card, they're, they're there to spend until they're gone? Um, so for now, we don't really have the features to switch the money from your debit cards back to the token of your choice in your DeFi wallet. But I would say it's not a very difficult thing to do. And the reasons why Fina didn't do it is because we find out that there is so many ways for users to buy crypto with their fiat. So if a users want to buy Ethereum with credit cards, they could just Google it and there will be dozens of solutions to in order to do that. Similar things go to Siva token, go to Atoms and go to Silk, I presume. And so I think it's the other way around that is really facing the most obstacle for most of the users. So if our communities think that actually there are many, many uh, occasions that our communities really want us to onboard a um, on-ramp solutions where they could take their money back from the debit cards to their DeFi wallets. And that is really on one of our backlog or if not top priority. We think we will do it in the future, but for now uh, we are still testing the water and see how much the demand would go. No, I, I appreciate the honesty there. And um, no, it makes sense. Like I imagine most of the time when people are doing this, right, you're topping up with smaller amounts. Maybe it's, you know, just thinking about silk here, like 10, 50, 100 silk, right? Amounts that you know are reasonable uh, to spend. Um, and it, you know, won't take you, let's say, years to spend in the event that, uh, like ah oh, well maybe I maybe I want to just hold my silk for a little bit, um, but I I think this is super cool that you guys have already thought about this and how it how it kind of plays into the overall uh, offerings for your products. Yeah, so um, just to add on here, I think you make a really good point because uh, from our let's say data usage, we find out most if not all of the users won't top up our cards with a very large lump sum because um, no matter how many times they choose to top up our cards we charge the exact same percentage of fee so they could top up as little as 20 or 30 us dollar and it won't really make a difference in terms of their cost capital and um, that's why when people choose to use our debit cards they would really just convert a little bit of their staking rewards. That's um, from our observations. <laughs> we don't have really have a strong statistic on the back end, but that's really how cool or how convenient our card could be for all our users. It's for a small stuff for you to buy coffee. It's a quick way for you to offer them. And I think it's a cool way to integrate it into your lifestyle. And so we think that's how to generate uh, sustain and um, like uh, consistent uh, usage for the DeFi products. Yeah. And We've hinted at this in the past as well, but I think we can go ahead and talk about this a little bit more in depth. Traditionally, users have, you know, when, when the FINA card was in its beta program, traditionally users had to manage their cards uh, within the FINA mobile wallet. Um, but another really cool aspect of this strategic integration uh, between FINA and Shade Protocol is going to be this ability to manage your card and, and those assets from the Shade D app itself, both on mobile and desktop. And so, uh, Jake, for you, you guys obviously want to expand the number of FINA wallet and FINA card users. How do you think expanding the accessibility through, through these direct DApp integrations play a role in uh, the overall adoption of your products? 
Yeah, I think uh, DApp integrations always an essential part of Finna product offerings. I mean, as we briefly mentioned 10 minutes ago, so I think uh, Fina Wallet uh, has a very good feedback because we try to build a native integrations with all the SQL network functions. And uh, as our team, in order to push the project forward, we decided to continue to do that for all the different decentralized apps uh, in SQL network. And uh, for example, when we are talking about integrating with Shade Protocol, uh, I would imagine the outcomes would be like a decentralized brokerage account. Because uh, when you use like the traditional brokerage, like Interactive Broker or JP Morgan Chase app, when you sell your stock, it's like a one button away for you to manage your finance, to withdraw and top up your brokerage accounts. And we really see the potentials of making very similar stuff with the Shade Protocol partnership here. And uh, we really think this kind of the apps integrations could help to onboard more and more beginner users to use the overall decentralized network. Carter, I know that I know what he just said has got to get your gears turning, talking about effectively having access to this decentralized bank account in the palm of your hand where everything you want to do to manage your finances is one click away. Is that what what's the first thing that comes to your mind whenever you say that? Just like hell yes or <laughs> anything else? Well I just think like in the current setup there's just you know the, the really the magic of decentralized mm -hmm. finance is we're opening up the world of peer-to-peer -peer financing, right? And so people are able to generate yield on their capital in a very free-flowing and permissionless manner. But what we struggled to do is to like I'm generating yield, but how do I actually bring that capital back to my everyday commerce? How do I how do I get that back? And in the current in the current process, you know, there's there's unbridging, there's gas fees. There's going through centralized exchanges and it's just it's just way too much friction. So I think the magic of this peer-to-peer -peer decentralized finance world will become so much more powerful when you have products like Finna bridging in the gap seamlessly. I think it's the missing key piece of the puzzle here. Um, and then the fact that Fina is doing this in a way where they're not custodying the assets, they're using smart contracts, like there's so much ethos alignment here. And I think once we have that money market, money market yield bearing product, and you're gonna be able to tap into that, that yield, convert it to silk, top up your debit card. Like I start to think to myself, like, why am I parking money in a bank when I can park it in an environment where I fully own my assets, I fully own my yield, and and, and Finna is is bridging the rest of the gap to the real world. So that is the dream of Shade Protocol, a globally accessible, privacy preserving bank in the palm of your hand that that's our late game and and, and finna fills this gap perfectly beautifully said carter so alongside this integration that we're collectively working on i know the fina team has had some other really exciting news come out lately in particular thinking about uh recent listing on coin store just want to quickly jake i know you said you're more on the software development side um, but just curious, how was that process of listing? And um, I think the, the obvious next step would be like, you guys want to expand your listings to include decentralized exchanges. And I know ShadeSwap is, you know, one of those key decentralized exchanges um, that you guys are interested in listing the FINA token. But how was that process of, uh, you know, listing on a centralized exchange and, and you guys learn anything uh, interesting from that process? Yeah, so um, 
how I was working in the listing project is to work with the coin store's uh, listing team to really, I believe it is probably the first or if not the second time that a SNP25 token is listed on a centralized exchange. So I believe none of the major exchange has the infrastructure or have the tech repository to really list a um, CIFA tokens. And uh, that's why when I was engaged in this project, I was working with the team at CoinStore to really integrate all the secret features of SNP25 tokens. For example, how do we do the deposits to CoinStore if they don't know <laughs> who sent them to the token, right? They may have the transactional lock, but they still need to have a secret memo integrated into their repository in order to make sure that the deposit could work and identifies all the unique users. So I think it's a fun challenge but we managed to work together to make it work. And um, I think for centralized listing, uh, just because they promise a fast timeline, I really think the sole purpose is to be responsible to our communities and to make sure that there is liquidity at all time when our users, our FINA token holder, would want to do transactions from or between uh, FINA tokens. And um, yeah, we think listing on a centralized exchange, uh, some challenges for a new project like Fina.cash is like it's really hard to manage liquidity because we need to manage our order book and it's quite difficult to manage it because it's a solid project. We don't have a market, like a liquidity providers on centralized exchange and we also don't know how much volume that we are facing on a daily basis. So um, we are really like uh, having challenges in managing the uh, buy sell transactions on this exchange. So that's why uh, we really want to prioritize our directions or all the Phoenix tokens uh, transactions to be on a decentralized exchange. And that's why we, from our end as well, we are really, really excited about listing on Shape Protocol because, in my opinion, um, with Shape Protocol integrations, a users could apply, uh, buy FINA tokens, get a card, and buy your first coffee just by interacting with the blockchain, right? They could just go to our website and says, click one button, like buy a card. They could connect with their Calper or FINA or MetaMask wallets, and things just happen. They will just get their debit cards within minutes. And we think it's really cool. This is even more convenient than traditional finance that you need to fill out hundreds of pages of forms, and it's all done thanks to Shape Protocol, LP pools, and thanks to Secret Network, right? And so I think it's just so cool to imagine things like this would happen in the matters of quarter. So yeah, we are really excited about listing on a decentralized exchange. This is also our last missing pieces in order to make the whole thing work. You're about to make me start tearing up over here, man. It's a, it's I feel a, like all teams in the I know, right? <laughs> like by accident the last year. This is it's it's like just so much so many parallels, I feel like, in, in the philosophy. And I suppose we can say that yes, there will definitely be a FINA listing on ShadeSwap, now that API stuff is stable, there really is no blocker to this this happening. So um, yeah, we should follow up after this call and get that those dates locked in for that. Yeah, so apologies on there, I was uh, muted. But I was gonna say, Shade Core contributors are equally as excited to get Fina listed on ShadeSwap in the future. Um, there was some maintenance and testing we were doing with some of our backend infrastructure that was um, limiting the launch of some uh, new pools for a short while, but now that we're fully uh, and successfully moved through that phase. We're excited to be back in the swing of launching new pools, one of which we're most excited about is FINA. 
Um, and I think this is going to be really pertinent for users who want to utilize that FINA card with Silk because there is a connection to the FINA token and the card utility. Correct, Jake? Yeah. Could you could you mind just telling us a little bit about that uh, for anyone who isn't aware of what the FINA token is and what you know how its utility is connected to uh, the card? Yep. So um, I guess there's uh, not much surprise here. I think as a business model, we would uh, similar to others existing project in the market uh, for a decentralized usage of of a debit cards. Uh, we would imagine the users in order to apply for a debit card, you would need to buy and stake FINA tokens for uh, certain amounts of lockup time. Uh, we are still finalizing the price, but we will make sure that it would be accessible to any normal users that would use the blockchain with a minimum amount of uh, money. And uh, they would stake uh, FINA tokens more, that would upgrade your tier. And with a higher tier, you will be more cash rewards and also with more uh, discounts on some of our partnerships that we will get with different decentralized products. Yep, so that is uh, the core, really the core driver of FINA, uh, FINA FINA tokens, the main utilities, but we also have different revenue streams that we would use to as a treasury to buy back and to sustain the FINA cards just to make sure that our communities will be content and sustainable in the long run. For example, our validators' revenues, uh, for example, uh, our we are right now we're working hard with different corporates uh, or decentralized projects, NFT projects to push for like um, corporate partnerships in terms of their debit cards, similar to what we are doing with Silk, uh, sorry, Shape Protocol. And uh, sometimes this kind of corporate partnerships will fully boost their PR purpose. So we would expect to have some business proposals or business model running on their end as well. So overall, we hope that FINA token is not a pump and dump token. It will be a token that is backed by countless utilities and revenues that would drive more users to get into this project as well. Yep. Yeah, I, I can't help but think about, you know, when you think about uh, the utility that this card provides and the, the amount of money and headache it's going to save you, from being able to access and spend your SNP twenties right from your phone, right from your wallet. Oh my gosh, that I, I'm just speaking for myself here, but I will be more than happy to buy some FINA tokens to, to unlock that card. Um, but be, before we close out this space, I know uh, we're a little over time. We wanted to keep this slightly short, um, but I, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. We had a great crowd this morning. Uh, really, actually, awesome to see this many people show out. Uh, early this morning. Um, and I especially want to thank you, Jakey, from, uh, from FINA. If anyone has any questions, feel free to request right now. We'll bring you up on stage. Um, Jake, I was just curious, do you have any uh, final thoughts on um, anything you'd like to share? If there's anything in particular you're excited about with like the, the work you're doing in particular on the development side, or if there's something about uh, what's going on in the space that's got you in particular interested, curious to hear what's on your mind as of late. Yeah, so uh, in these remaining quarters, uh, we still have, I expect to have quite a lot of updates over in Q4. Uh, similar to what we were doing previously, we will still strive to work for more IPC chains to integrate their blockchains into the FINA wallets. We are building out tirelessly to build out all the infrastructure that we need to top up, not just uh, one or two 
SQL Network Tokens, we are aiming to build an interface that would enable our users to top up Freena cards with any tokens that would be living on uh, the SQL Network. Uh, we are still, in, uh, we are still uh, working out the foundations, but right now we expect it to work. And uh, that's why there would be a lot of exciting updates coming in thinner in this Q4 and the next Q1 before the card came out. So don't miss out on that. Uh, come join us. Come hang out with us uh, in the Twitter, in the Discord. I also want to give a special shout out to Poppy Black here. <laughs> I think uh, the Discord cannot work without Poopy Black. Uh, he's a very good moderator, a very good teammate that will help out to reply to you in person in, in case you have any questions in Vina. Uh, we also have a ticket system in our Discord that will resolve your own card issues. They will resolve your own Vina wallet issues in person uh, as we have our beta test of Vina cards in this sheer Q2 to Q3. So things are working smoothly and we have a great team here. And I'm really excited to look uh, to for this partnership with shape protocols and I'm really excited for our decentralized listing and all the debit cost integrations to happen. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me here. Yeah, Pope, Pope Black is awesome. Just want to also give him a shout out that man is doing wonders for Secret Network. But Mirko, we got you on stage. Good morning. Yeah, hello. Good morning. Um, do you have an outlook to when the card might be uh, to be acquired outside of the USA? You mean uh, when will we be the, uh, the cars to have their public launch, right? Yeah, like like when when like different jurisdictions. Oh, okay. Uh, so right now, it's, um, for what I could share or from what I was told from the teams, um, I think right now our focus will still be in Europe since it is the easiest region for us to handle all the laws and registrations. That is really the most frustrating part because we need to be compliance and to be compliance based on the decentralized usage is even more challenging for us. But right now we are optimistic that we could get it work in Europe countries. I believe that uh, our teams here working at the business unit is working tirelessly to expand the Finacast to different regions. So for Europe, we are still aiming to release the cast in next year Q1. But for other regions, I um, we apologize, but I really don't have an ETA here, but I could go back, uh, touch, touch base with my team and get back to you in, in, in case I have any news to share. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, and I know this is, um, I'm sure you guys get that question a lot. And I, I, I know it's gotta be frustrating for you guys as you know a team of builders who wanna move fast and break things and, and be able to get your product out to as many people and you just have, Unfortunately, you know, red tape that you got to to move through. But, um, you know, with how swift you guys have moved to bring the FINA wallet and the FINA card uh, to fruition, I'm, I'm excited and uh, very hopeful that you guys will be able to bring this functionality to, to other users around the world. I know um, Asia represents a very large growing population of crypto users in the world. And um, it, a lot of a lot of really quick adoption happening there. And obviously US uh, based uh, individuals represent another really big group of people. And so I'm sure you guys get questions <laughs> asked this all the time, uh, the same way that uh, Shade gets asked like, oh, when are you guys adding this asset? When are you guys adding this asset? Uh, so <laughs> I appreciate yeah. the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, 
if anyone doesn't have any other questions, I think we can go ahead and wrap this space up. Again, thank you for everyone that joined this morning. Thank you, Carter. Thank you, Jakey, both for joining. Thank you, Mirko, for jumping up here and asking a question. Um, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I'm really glad we got to actually talk with the FINA team uh, kind of out in front of the community, get some of these details out and about so that people can start chewing on them and thinking about you know what this means for uh, what they can do with their crypto assets and specifically what they're going to be able to do with Silk in the future. Um, you know, Obviously, we're at Shade Protocol very excited and very focused on expanding the utility of Silk, and this represents a, a key piece of utility that we're looking forward to unlocking. So just want to say thank you guys for all the work that you've done, and we, we really love working with you guys, and we're excited to continue working with you guys in the future. Carter, do you have any uh, last thoughts you want to add before we close this out and you get on to Capitol Hill? Oh, I just really appreciate the Finna team. I think this is going to be the start of a, a multi-year partnership. And as we see Shade see explosive growth, I think, in 2024 and 2025, it's going to be exciting to see Finna hopefully right alongside us growing um, rapidly as well. Um, only other celebration I'll add is Bitcoin ETF just got approved 20 minutes ago. So, like, that's kind of fun to see. And, uh, yeah. We are so back. We are so <laughs> We are so back. You know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a perfect way to end the space. Thank you, Carter. <laughs> but the building continues. Uh, you know, if, if things go crazy, all that really matters is, you know, the problems you solve and how many people how many people use your solution so that's uh heads down focused on that let's go jake you just put a big smile on my face i'm ready to go after this twitter space <laughs> all right have a nice day hope you guys have a great rest of the day thank you all again for listening and for anyone listening at the end appreciate you listening as well uh hope you guys have a great rest of the day see you next time Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Trying to figure out The max amount of dinner lay Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the Hostage, like the shit is played for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle. Beats tearing apart your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, 
Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few Z's And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuck screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape him under the earth Say and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Ten spaces.